It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, you can listen to the show anytime you like. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app like iTunes, Spotify, Podcast One, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can find out any information about the show by going to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there this morning. We begin this morning with early childhood education, everything parents need to know to send their child to school. In the studio with me, we're joined by Vera Brooks. Vera is with Cincinnati Public Schools. We're also joined by Emily Meyer. Emily is with 4C for Children. It's our pleasure to welcome Vera Brooks and Emily Meyer to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Doing fantastic this morning. It's great to be here. So thank you guys for taking time out of your schedule to talk about early childhood education, which you both are very passionate about. Now, first of all, tell us about the organizations that you're with, um, starting with Emily from 4C. Thank you. Thanks very much. We're so thrilled to be included in this roundtable discussion, especially with our partners at CPS. Uh, 4C for Children is technically a child care resource and referral agency. We serve 27 counties, ranging all the way from Miami Valley near the Dayton area, all the way down to northern Kentucky. And our mission And the work that we do is all based around the fact that all children deserve access to quality early learning experiences. And so the way that we accomplish that is twofold. We support the early childhood needs of our community by sharing best practice resources through training and coaching with over 1,500 child care providers in our community. And the second way that we accomplish meeting the early childhood needs of our community is by connecting families to quality child care programs and resources. All right. And so, Vera, likewise, tell us about your organization. You are with Cincinnati Public Schools. I sure am. I am with the Outstanding Cincinnati Public Schools, who services uh, preschool students through grade 12 throughout Cincinnati Public Schools boundaries. Um, We also partner with 4Cs, which is outstanding. Um, We service our preschool students age 3 and 4 throughout the city on high-quality preschools, um, mainly five-star rated and with high-quality certified teachers and ODE um, certified paraprofessionals. So we have a strong curriculum program to prepare our children for kindergarten readiness. Now, you mentioned something, Vera, I want to touch on this. You talked about five-star rated. What does that mean? I I go past this house every day, and they have a sign that says five-star rated. I'm like, that's good for you, I think, right? That's very good. Okay, good. Um, The state of Ohio has a star rating from one star to five stars. For a high quality for early childhood program or um, preschool classroom to be rated high quality, they must receive a three, four, or five star. There are specific criteria, and it's it's pretty intense, that our staffs have to go through as far as professional development, safety, um, operations, uh, engaging, caring environments, along with a lot of things that I know Emily can join in and and help me out with. But a three-star rating is high quality, but a facility or a a district such as Cincinnati Public Schools, when you go into a four- or five-star rated, you have gone above and beyond. So you've done more than what is needed for just a high-quality program. 
Okay, so when we talk about early childhood education, let's talk about the difference between what's the difference between daycare and preschool. Is there a difference? Daycare is a no-no word, Rodney. We don't use that word. We don't use that word at all. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you for educating me. You know, my son is 15 and I have a 13-year-old. Okay. You're past that stage. Okay. All right. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, in in lieu of using the term daycare, we have advanced the profession to, to refer to early childhood experiences and education as child care and as preschool. And that is because there is such an immense amount of learning and development that occurs during those initial first years. And um, and so we really work hard at 4C for Children and at Cincinnati Public Schools to elevate that for the community so that the community has the awareness around how pivotal those early years are. And so when you're thinking about licensed child care programs, we're talking about programs that, as Vera mentioned, meet licensing standards, um, health and safety, child development standards. And those that have a star rating that you mentioned that you see outside of their buildings, um, they have exceeded those minimum licensing standards. And so they are going above and beyond. So if you happen to go past a program that has a one-star rating, what they are demonstrating is that they have exceeded those requirements and they are on their journey towards elevating the quality so that children who are in their programs have the best start at uh, what will continue to be a journey in their education. Okay. And, and I'm in agreement with Emily and I just want to add, when you have a, a high quality preschool, you are looking at curriculum. You want to have the children have the opportunity through structured play and actual lessons that will prepare them for school age kindergarten. So you're looking for um, a parent should be looking for programs that incorporate writing, reading. We want every child to be prepared when they enter school age because studies are showing if they're entering with one or two years of preschool into a kindergarten program that they will be more successful at kindergarten, third grade, eighth grade, and beyond. Okay, so that's a good lead into my next question because if you are a parent and you you have a three- and four-year-old and you're thinking about you're walking into this classroom setting, what should you be looking for? What should parents be looking for in a quality program for their child? I I would be looking for um, what is the educational level of the staff, um, at Cincinnati Public Schools, almost all of our staff have um, a bachelor's or master's in education, early childhood. Um, I would be looking for the safety. Is it a warm, inviting environment? Is it bright, colorful? Are there ways that the children are learning to, you know, identify their names, but write their names? You know, what is the instructional program that's going to help them? But, you know, children at this age learn through structured play or engagement with others. So I would also be looking, you know, location. What's going to work for the family? Um, it's not easy because preschool doesn't always provide transportation. So what's going to be best to fit that family's life at that period of time? And also, what's the cost of the program? We're very fortunate in St. Public that we have a variety of funding sources. And so we can work with a family that may need assistance in actually um, having their child attend a full-day preschool program. 
Okay. And I don't think that we can avoid a conversation about early childhood without talking about Fred Rogers. He was <laughs> such true. a huge advocate for yes. early childhood experiences. And, and he's well known for saying that it's through relationships that we grow best and actually learn best. And so that's another indicator of a quality program is um, whether the provider is making efforts and putting energy towards building relationships with your child. And you will see that through the information that the teachers share with you at the end of the day as you're picking up your child. You will notice it because your child's teacher will make comments about what they've Mm -hmm. learned from having conversations with your child. And you will also notice that the teacher in, in your child's classroom will begin to incorporate things that your child has identified as their interests into the classroom so that they can collectively begin to build out their relationship with their peers and the other other adults in the program. Okay. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about early childhood education. We're talking to Vera Brooks. She's with Cincinnati Public Schools. We're also speaking to Emily Meyer. She is with 4C for Children. For more information on early childhood education, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like us there, and you'll find additional information. So we know what we should be looking for. So when we're parents and we go into this room, what type of questions should we be asking? I think one of the most important questions that you can ask as a parent is, um, what is it that you know about what allows for a child to learn while they're with you? And if the response of the adult is that they understand that children learn through play, then you have found a program that has understood what is developmentally appropriate um, and you will also recognize then that uh, that your child is in a in a, a position to continue to grow while they are in that program. And I would be asking, um, how are they monitoring or how are they assessing the progress of um, the children, and how are they engaging in in those daily conversations of how the child is developing and resources or things that the the preschool can help parents to learn because it is it does take us all so along with teaching the children we also want to give the parents or guardians resources um so they can follow up with different activities in the home okay so vera another excellent lead into my next question so when you're sending your child you know you're sending your child to this preschool As a parent, it all begins with the parents, right? So what should you be teaching your child in the home before you even get them to a formal classroom setting, whether it be preschool, kindergarten? What should you be doing at home as a parent to prepare your child? I would ask parents to please work with their um, child to teach them how to, to share, to how to engage respectfully with other um, children, whether the children are younger or older, um, learning that language of um, good good manners or interactions of saying thank you and things like that, teaching their child to be organized. Are they able to, when they're out, have all their toys all over the living room floor, and then, you know, you say, would you please pick up, will will they go clean up their toys and put them in, in an organized manner wherever the family may keep them? Um, reading and writing. It may look like scribble to a lot of parents, but it's actually helping them develop those fine motor skills. So allowing their child to 
to color, but then to ask them, oh, what is the, the picture telling me? And then maybe they could write what the child has stated they had written. And the, I'd say one of the main things is curiosity, the passion and love to want to learn, to be wanting to, you know, children go through that stage where I think, you know, everything's a, a why, why, why. And as adults, sometimes we get a little impatient, mm-hmm. but embrace those questions. And it may take a little more time, but allow your child to be curious and, and read books with them and, and expose them to a lot of things just within the world. Okay. I Emily? can't, I cannot say that I agree with you more, Vera. Those are definitely things that will help to support children as they enter the classroom. And I would add that when adults model curiosity, yes. that children will follow and they will yearn for it to continue. So as you are riding on the bus with your child and you are noticing something out the window, point it out. Give, uh, give some vocabulary around what you're seeing, what you're noticing. Allow for them to make connections to that. As you are walking through the grocery store, be curious about what might happen if you pick up a, an eggplant uh, and then pick up a, an orange. And will it weigh so differently? And uh, by modeling that as the adult, you start to inspire the child to also start to notice those things in their environment. And when they enter the classroom, they continue that love of learning and curiosity. That allows for them to continue to move through the grade levels at a success that is unmatched by anything else. Okay, so that's really interesting because in my mind, I guess I I would think, okay, I'm sending my child to school. They need to know their colors. They need to recognize numbers. They need to know their ABCs. But not so much. All of that is wonderful. And, of course, that would be a dream if every child came in at age three knowing all those things. But it's really that curiosity of knowing, like, the change. We're going through a change of seasons. And say we do do three seasons in one day some days. So (laughs) talking to the child is saying, oh, you know, the leaves are green. What color are the leaves? They're green. And then moving forward with that of of letting them, you have to explore first and be curious and want to know the knowledge, even at age two or three, before you can actually move and and look at the color and say, oh, this square is red. Um, So through listening through that language and that vocabulary and just seeing it, using all the senses, touching it, seeing it, you know, smelling it, you gain that knowledge that then can develop faster and quicker when you're in a high quality preschool and you have a teacher there structuring, you know, the learning. Okay. Yes, yes, it's true. We used to think that by completing worksheets and dittos and oh, no, no. knowing dittos how and to no, write no. our names that <laughs> we were setting our decades. children up for success. And actually, that is further away from the truth, truth. of what our yes. children's brains are capable of doing and what they ought to know how to do as they're entering uh, preschool and even before as toddlers and infants. And so what we know is that willing attitude and that confidence in knowing the process of learning, that that sets a healthy state of mind. And with that state of mind, you can do anything. Okay, so what are the implications? We talked about, you know, having your child prepared for entering preschool or a formal school setting. But what are the implications when the child is not prepared? What do you guys see? Because at 4C, that's what you're working. You don't want that. The total opposite. So what are the implications there? 
Uh, so what what we know to be true in the early childhood field is that early investments pay off. Investment of time, energy, dollars. We know that there's a 13% return on investment when we're talking about the early childhood space. And you would be hard-pressed to find that kind of return on investment in any other space. And so it's really thrilling, and it's also deeply important what we also know is that children who live in different socioeconomic statuses have different exposure to language. And so um, during the first three years of life, depending on the experiences that you're having in your early years, you can go from um, having exposure to 525 words um, to 1,000 um, 116 words a day. And so that leads up in three years' time to a 30 million word gap, and that is profound. So when we're talking about being prepared as you enter school, we know that the 90% of brain development that's happening in those first three years impacts what we're able to do. But it doesn't keep us from being able to be successful if we do start off a little further behind some of our peers. I agree with you, Emily. And, and just early childhood, getting a child into a preschool at age three or age four, whether they're one year, two years, is is a way to prepare them for their future, their life, their whatever their destination may be, um, because they are getting those foundational skills, not only um, academically, but also socially, emotionally. Um, learning how to collaborate with others. That's why we are really promoting um, across the city for every three- and four-year-old to be in a high-quality high preschool. Um, for more information, you can go to our website, Cincinnati Public Schools Preschool, and we have all the information there and for ways, a way for a family to actually reach out and say, yes, we're interested in participating. So what's the role of the teacher? You know, you come in the classroom, you find that your student is not prepared to learn, as we just talked about. Then what's the role then of the teacher? Well, our our staff, our teachers assess um, our children within the first month of school. Mm-hmm. We we see where where are they starting at, and then we develop um, plans around those child's needs and in their daily lessons. They and the other staff in the classroom are putting lessons in place to help that child because we don't want to leave anyone behind, but children develop at different rates at different times. So we are really looking that, yes, there is a curriculum for all students, but yet we have to look at each individual and actually develop plans or provide programming so that child can be on track when they're entering school age. Because if they're on track when they're entering school age kindergarten, they're going to be able to be more successful throughout their years. Okay. And additionally, we have found that when we look at the whole child, that we can make measurable differences in their experiences actually very quickly. A child can be start out uh a bit behind their peers and within a matter of weeks or months, they can match Match. the level of their peers very quickly. And we find that when teachers use social emotional language, when they incorporate that into their day and the experiences of their 
uh, curriculum that they are able to support children in shrinking the gap that exists as they start out. And so when children feel like they're a part of a group, when they learn how to take turns, when they are encouraged to collaborate with one another and begin to understand conversational cues um, and have the opportunity to practice self-regulation because we know that when you are in a room full of other little people and other adults, that it's the perfect place to learn some of those uh, self-regulation habits that allow for you to successfully navigate life. Access and opportunity. All right. And in case you're just tuning in, we're talking early childhood education. We're talking to Vera Brooks. Vera is with Cincinnati Public Schools. We're also joined by Emily Meyer. Emily is with 4C for Children. Now, when we typically think about enrolling children for preschool, we typically think about the fall But at Cincinnati Public Schools, you can do that all year round. Is that right? We enroll all year long. So as soon as your child turns three, please reach out to us. We have space available and we have seats available. Okay, because I think a lot of parents are thinking, you know, it's August, whatever the deadline is. My child won't be three to September or November. And they think, okay, I just have to wait till next year. But that's not the case with preschool. Like, I'm a December baby, so I... Oh, so am I. Yeah, great. Um. (laughs) And that's definitely not the case for child care programs that are not affiliated with a Mm -hmm. wonderful school district like CPS. There are child care, 1,500 child care Mm -hmm. programs in our large region that have a rolling type of enrollment. And so as you start to make the personal decision for your family that you're ready for your child to be engaged in a formal child care experience, and um, in doing so, you'll end up with a list of programs that will meet your needs when you feel like you're ready to engage in that process. And for Cincinnati Public, they can call 363-0240, or you can go to Cincinnati Public Schools' website, And type in preschool, and we have a direct link on our preschool site that parents can fill out their name right then and there. It comes right to us. We reach out and get their child into a a program. Okay, and so when we talk about very young children, early childhood education, that's a time where parents are sometimes learning that their child may have some learning disabilities Mm -hmm. or some issues. What advice would you give to those parents? I would say still reach out. We have in Cincinnati Public, we have teams that we call diagnostic teams that have professionals of psychologists, speech therapists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, along with intervention specialist teachers. So we have programming to help any child in any type of of need. So if a child needs speech therapy, we are able to provide that. We also have for children of a second language or English is not their home language, we also have staff in our schools that will help those children to fill that gap that they can be on track and moving forward with their school age peers. Similarly, child care programs in the community also uh, work to observe and assess the children that are in their program so that you can start to recognize some of those early indicators and because of that be more proactive. And that is certainly one of the yes. benefits of being engaged in child care or preschool early on um, because as parents, we are paying attention to lots of different things and 
uh, it's possible that we may miss some of those early indicators and or it's helpful to have other adults that know your child and are observing your child on a daily basis to be able to lean into conversations about things that you're noticing. Okay. Now, is that something that I guess the average parent, is that something that they will recognize? And if not, what are some of the signs? What should we look for? I don't necessarily know if if, uh, someone would see the signs. I think that's an area that um, once you get into a high-quality preschool setting, there are professionals there that if things start to emerge, there is a, a process that is followed because we do not ever wish to misidentify or label a child. I mean, we are here to help. We are here to serve. Mm-hmm. So if a parent has a concern, we have an entire department in our district that they can reach out to us and we will connect them. And we have professionals that will walk through or talk with the parent or the, the guardian um, of the different options that m- would be available to begin a process to see if there is a true need. And as Vera mentioned earlier on in the segment, children develop at different, different rates. rates. And so it's quite possible that what you're observing as a parent in your child's development is completely normal for your child, your unique child. And so the benefit of having uh, adults in that are skilled and trained in the areas of observation and assessment allow for them to begin to understand when things start to move into a red flag area. And just because it moves into an area that is now noticed doesn't mean that it evolves into something large. It may just be then that the adult is able to make some adjustments to the environment or to make some adjustments in the way that they are using their curriculum to best meet the individual needs of the children. And I think families that have multiple young children in their their home, they need to remember that the firstborn child is going to be different than the second or the third or the fourthborn child. Mm-hmm. And to really embrace each child as an individual that may have different interests or different skills or different talents a lot of times, you know, I'm the baby of the family, so it was always compared, you know, but my parents made sure that they looked at us as individuals, that we each developed in different ways. And that's what I encourage all to do, because every child is special. Every child grows at a different rate. Well, we're running out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about the programs offered in terms of early education at Cincinnati Public Schools, how can they find out more, Vera? They can call us at 363-0240, or they can go on Cincinnati Public Schools' website, type in preschool, and our webpage will um, appear. And there is actually a link there that if they have any um, curiosity or intend to enroll or ask to register for a preschool, they can fill out a form right then and there. Okay. And likewise, if our listeners are interested in finding out more about 4C and what you guys do. Yes. So we also have a web page. It's number 4C4Children.org. And uh, for families who are looking to be connected with child care opportunities that meet their individual needs, we have uh, a resource line that they can call and speak with a specialist. That number is one 800 256 1296. That's 1 800 256 1296. 
All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Thank you, ladies, for taking time to talk to us. Thanks very much. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.